0: All right. Taken from the songs of the Kia Life C D Stevie Wonder. Song entitled Summer Soft I am the son of Yahweh. I'd like to welcome you to this podcast. This podcast is entitled Apocalypse. And I'm pretty sure that you're going to enjoy it as much as I did. Um, So let's get started. In 1908, that is, 1908 was last century, there was an explosion in the wilderness region of Siberia, a huge explosion that came out of nowhere. I mean, it just happened out of thin air. And to this day, researchers are still trying to figure out exactly what happened. On the other hand, the majority of Earth's populations of people are totally ignorant of this same event that is so pertinent and essential to our survival today. And I mean, very pertinent. And essential to our survival. The event under consideration in this podcast took place on June thirtieth, nineteen o eight. This explosion ripped through the air above a remote forest um, in Siberia, near the Pakomina near the Help me out here, the Pa-ka-min-aya, um Tunguska River. The Paka Minaya. I have a niece named Minaya. I don't know why it's so difficult for me to explain that, uh, to, to say that word. The Paka Minaya uh, Tunguska River. In the Siberia Siberia um, Wilderness forest. This huge fireball is said to have um, been between 50 to 150 miles wide. It depleted over 2,000 square kilometers of the Taiga Forest in that area. Now that 2,000 square kilometers of forest is equivalent to 1,250 square miles of forest and it leveled over eighty million trees. On that day, within that square miles, one thousand two hundred and fifty square miles, the earth under the residences feet shook. To the tune that thirty-five people felt this explosion thirty-five miles away. But not only the explode, they felt the heat from it. Some people were knocked to their off their feet. Windows two buildings were shattered. We're talking thirty-five miles away. And that's not hard to believe because I live in Seattle, Washington, and to the south of the city 65 miles away from downtown Seattle is Mount Rainier. But on a beautiful sunny day, that mountain looked like it's right up on you. And yet it's 65 miles away. So I could pretty much uh, agree with what that uh, that, uh, observer was saying here. Symbolically, And I use the word symbolically because I'm going to come back to that later. Symbolically, the explosion was followed by noise like stones falling, falling from the sky. Or should we say guns firing, as if rapid gunfire. And you know, they always say thunder follows lightning. Or wherever there is lightning, thunder or noise is right behind it. As a matter of fact, an eyewitness account said that the sky was split in two. And high above the forest uh, mentioned earlier that we talked about. Uh, the, whole northern, the whole northern part of that sky was on fire. The same eyewitness continues saying at that moment there was a bang in the sky and a mighty crash. A bang in the sky and a mighty crash. This unexpected, eventful explosion emitted over 185 times more energy than the nuclear explosion that fell over top of the city Hiroshima. And as many today do as as those did back then, they had believed that the explosion... (laughs) was the result of a meteor or a um, comet hitting the Earth. However, over the 1,250 square miles radius, even to this day, there was not any fragmentations of any extraterrestrial objects within that that radius out a single piece of evidence a comet or asteroid so since after all this time science has failed to produce a reliable answer I'm going to give you one that is Truly reliable. And it's been chronicalized in one of the most, if not the most widely circulated, popular book known in the history of mankind, is called The Inspired Holy Scriptures, or shall we say, the Bible. This event happening in Siberia in 1908 has two significant warnings for us here on earth today of which we're witnessing many features of the prophecies that Messiah Yahusha slash Christ Jesus but I will call him Messiah Yahusha because I love calling Yahusha by his Hebrew name. I mean, I just love doing that. But I will uh, hyphenate Christ Jesus uh, until I feel that you know my audience has gotten used to knowing who Messiah Yahusha is. Everyone know who's Messiah Yahusha. If you don't know now, you know if you're listening to the Son of Yahweh's uh, podcast. But you can't be wrong. We can't be wrong by by mentioning Christ Jesus. But we are certainly witnessing before our own very eyes and with a complete sense of understanding that we are watching the the dismantling of mankind's governments and societies as we know it today. On the other hand, we're seeing the dawning of a fast-approaching, apocalyptic new society of mankind being ushered in by means of Messiah Yahushua and it is Christ Jesus through the kingdom of Yahuwah. Or shall I say the kingdom of God. Let's begin like this. We're going to read Revelation. I'd like for you to turn your Bibles to Revelations chapter 8 and then put a bookmarker in for a subsequent reading in Revelations chapter 12. But we're going to start with Revelation chapter 8 verses 10 and 11. And it goes like this, quote, the third angel blew his trumpet and a great star burning and like a lamp fell from heaven. And the name of that star is called Wormwood. The waters also turned into Wormwood. And many people died from the waters because these have been made bitter. Wormwood is a biblical representation my brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of Yahweh Elim of troubled times on the earth. And that's what we see. There's trouble surmounting everywhere. It is just prevalent everywhere. In every nation, afflicting every society of people in those nations. We're all going through the same thing. As Messiah Yahushua said in, in chapter 21 of Luke, for it will come upon all those who live upon the earth, the great tribulation. No one is not going to get off of this earth. Or be exempt from this great tribulation. To be followed by Armageddon. No one. And Armageddon. While we are on this fact. Is not a war such as. The movie of Armageddon. That's not going to happen. Not on this planet. Not when Yahweh Elohim said. Uh, a generation is going to go. And a generation is going to come but the earth is going to remain forever. I can't even see Yahuwah Elohim destroying this earth after lifting people off of it to bring them back down to an earth that's tore up as if, you know, uh, uh, Mount St. Helens blew up and er and everything within within, uh, so many miles of radius was leveled as we've seen with this explosion here in Siberia in 1908. 80 million trees That's a lot of square miles. 1,250 square miles. That's a lot. Stupendously a lot. And I can't see that who are destroying this earth like that. And then later on in the book of Revelation he inspires the the, the apostle John to write That the tent of God has come down and will dwell with with mankind. Revelation chapter 7 talks about people holding palm branches in their hand. Now I don't think there's any indication in the inspired holy scriptures known as the Bible today of people going to heaven holding palm branches. They don't even get married in heaven. Messiah Yahushua told one of his followers Have you ever read in the scriptures That there's neither female or male But they're all the same That they don't marry The first marriage quite frankly According to Scriptural narrative Was performed by Yahuwah Elohim When he brought Eve to Adam And he told them This is their eternal destiny As long as you don't partake from the tree of the knowledge of good and bad, you will positively keep on living. But if you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and bad, you will positively die. This is as simple as that. This is our eternal home. There's a scripture in Psalms. As for the heavens, To Yahuwah, Elohim, the heavens belong, the abode of angels. But as regards the earth, he is given to the sons of men. He did not put Adam and Eve on this earth to be tested as to whether or not we're going to obey him or not. And if we do, we're going to be lifted off to heaven. But if we don't, we're going to a fiery place of torment. God is not like such a man. That he has to tell lies. It is just simply impossible for Yahuwah Elim to lie. He doesn't lie. He is not like us. He is our father. He he created us. And everything that he has said. Has come true as the meaning of his name suggests. My brothers and sisters. The name of Yahuwah. The tetragrammaton. The four consonants or syllables of his name. Not syllable, but the consonants of his name. Y-H-U-H or some say Y-H-W-H and then you have Jehovah. J-H-V-H These are all tetragrammaton, four consonants of the divine personal name of Yahuwah Elyin. Which means he calls us to become. He's the fulfiller of promises. He will do what he has to do Become what he has to become to fulfill his purposes and his plans for us here on earth. To bring him to a complete end. That is exactly what his name means. And he does it. He just simply does it. And I'm not against him doing good by me. Especially when I was living in uh, rebellious courts. Not bad, but I was rebellious. We all were rebellious. As scripture says, "There's there's not a man or woman who lives on this earth that thinks he's doing all good and yet has not sinned. That is just simply true. Sin doesn't make you bad. Sin, the definition of sin means missing a mark. That's all it means. But this is our eternal home. This is our abode. Proof of that, we go right back to the dirt from which we came. Every single thing that stands up from the ground came from the ground and will return to the ground. There is not a scientist a researcher or anybody else, a geologist, a geneticist, whatever you want to call them, that can sit back and dispute that. That is a certain fact that I will bet my life on. The clothes we wear on our backs come from the ground. Every single living thing goes right back to the ground from which it came. No one can dispute that. So this wormwood made the waters bitter, and people who drunk it died. Bitterness is defined as not only sharpness of taste or lack of sweetness, But profoundly, it is also defined as anger and disappointment of being unfairly treated, such as the BLM, Black Lives Movement, or many other movements of which people feel um, offended by, and they would like the platform to voice their opinions and express their emotions and feelings about these things. It is also defined as anger and disappointment of being unfairly treated and is synonymous to these words. Resentment, harshness, dissatisfaction, and discontent. And that is exactly the climate or you could say the sad state of affairs of mankind here on earth today. That alone is a feature of biblical prophecy being fulfilled. And how graphically does that explain the state of affairs in the world? It does. Of which the Apostle Paul said under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But note this first. In Second in Second Timothy chapter three verse one through five, the apostle Paul said, "Note this first that in the last days, critical times, terrible times, perilous times will be here." And he gave a listing of things: men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. They will grow up being disobedient to their parents. That includes women too. When he say men, he was talking about mankind in general. Unthankful, disloyal, having no natural affection, not open to any agreements, slanderers, without love of goodness, betrayers, headstrong, meaning filled with pride, they have a form of godly devotion, and proven false to his power. That is, our Father's Word, the inspired Holy Scriptures, has a divine way of helping us change our lives around so that we can reflect, like Messiah Yahusha did, the qualities of, our, our, of Yahweh El But there are some people who call themselves very religious, but you can't tell that they are because they act just the same way as a person who isn't religious or have not come to know Yahweh El and his son, for example, ninety nine point four percent of the people who live in America call themselves Christians. And if that was just simply the case, then Christendom itself wouldn't be divided. Because so we got so many different congregations within the realm of Christendom. I just have every reason to believe that if Messiah Yahushua had walked into any one of them, he wouldn't agree with them because they simply don't agree with each other's teachings. Period. You ever walk down the street one day, or you encounter someone and you speak about the scriptures, and the next thing they say after asking your name is, well, what religion are you? Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Lutheran. Or oh, I'm a Baptist. Or an apostolic, Episcopalian, or Methodist. But why is the body of Christ so divided? That's because these teachings are the teachings of another man's um, dictates of what he thought the Bible taught in his day. And so a group of people followed him. Let it just be known to you that the word Protestant comes from the word protest. So in other words, during the Reformation period, there were many people that were only Catholics. And so they protested some teachings of the Catholic faith. Like having the scriptures given to people in in a language that they can understand. The Pope and the Inquisition, which was the investigating arm of the Pope and of the Catholic Church, weren't having that. I guess they felt in their minds they were protecting the scriptures and didn't want anyone else to know about what was going on in scriptures. As we know, history has it that they were putting people to a torture stake and would take the Bible and put it around themselves around these people and burn them at the stake with God's word around their neck saying that they were witches but I have every reason to believe that it was the witches that was truly killing the Christians the true apostles or the descendants of the apostles of that day because they certainly wasn't conforming to anything that was uh, approved by society because most of everything that was approved by society that day like the holidays and all that type of stuff they did not uh, uh, uphold and this goes all the way back to the days of the apostles the apostle John being the last of the surviving original apostles of Messiah Yahushua but history has it and has not recorded that they didn't conform to military service They had new age movements back then. They called themselves agnostic sects. Saying that they had special knowledge that only a few are privileged to have. Now that is not what Messiah Yahushua said. He said that in this good news of the kingdom will be preached in all the inhabitants of earth for a witness to all nations. That means that everyone on this earth then as well as now have a beautiful opportunity, a wonderful opportunity to come into a a close personal uh, relationship with our father, Yahweh el exemplified by the life and ministry of his son, Messiah Yahushua. On the other hand, my brothers and sisters, getting back to the The audio recording here, Messiah Yahushua stated in his uh, features of of, of prophecy that would um, precede his coming with these words. In Luke chapter 21 verse 26, well, I tell you what. We'll start at, at verse twenty-five, and we'll read through twenty-six to twenty-seven. Messiah Yahushua said this. He said, "And on the earth, there will be anguish of nations, not knowing the way out, because of the roaring agitation of the, the roaring of the sea and its agitation. People will become faint out of fear of this, and of the expectation of things coming upon the inhabited earth." And then in verse 26, he said, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. I want to deduce that for you. We see that today. We saw it. I'm going to just put it to you like this, my brothers and sisters. Just to condense the time so we can move further. Because I'm coming back with this. It's going to be a second part to this. That prophecy began to have fulfillment around the year 1908 and 1914 because it was at that time remember that observing witness that saw the sky split in two and it seemed like the northern edge was on fire? Well, now let's equate that event with what happened in Revelation chapter 8. That this star falling like a burning lamp, crashing to the earth. That is exactly what we saw, that observer saw. We're going to fuse that scripture in with Revelation chapter twelve verse seven, and in Revelation chapter twelve verse seven it goes like this: and war happened in heaven. Michael and his angels battled, and the devil and his angels fought. But there was no more found any place for Satan and the demonic accomplices that rebelled with him in the heavens. So down the great serpent was held, was hurled. The original serpent called devil and Satan. He was hurled down to the earth and his angels were hurled down with him. That is exactly the explosion that we saw or that observers saw. That was the earthly physical phenomena of Messiah Yahusha. And those angels up in heaven cast to Satan. And those who rebelled with him in the heavens. To the vicinity of the earth. They can't go nowhere they are bound to this earth like one is in the county jail in your respective cities, awaiting trial. And so 1217 says, well, they went out to the kings of the earth. Six years after that explosion happened, it took them six years to get the kings of the earth riled up in wars with deceptions and lies. And i tell you how it started. Archduke Ferdinand of Austria was assassinated, and he was a relative to the Queen of England. And apparently, um, someone became ill in his family, and Great Britain had all the, pretty much the pharmaceuticals that they needed to make their relative well that was ken to um Archbishop or Archduke Ferdinand of Austria. But anyway, he was assassinated coming up out of his his home, his residence. And that is exactly what started World War One. Twenty million lives were lost over something as simple as that. Because the Queen of England wouldn't get her relatives, uh, someone came to Archbishop of uh, 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 Ferdinand over in Austria. The medical help and attention that he so desperately wanted for his, his loved one. That started World War I. Muhammad Ali went as far as to say, I'm not going to fight the Viet Cong. They ain't did nothing to me. And they stripped him of his title. So, there is some truth in all of this. We just have to dig for it as if for hidden treasures. And if we do, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 5 says, then we'll understand what the fear of Yahuwah Elohim is and find the very knowledge of God. Most of us have this knowledge already inculcated in our heart from the days of Adam. The scriptures don't do nothing but pull that knowledge out if we allow for Ruach Elyim's or so Holy Spirit to massage our minds, our hearts, the conditions of our hearts becoming hardened over the years to the point where we become racist, we become separatist, we become gender oriented to the point where it begin to, to affect our, our righteous standing with Yahweh Elohim, same-sex relations. The Bible says a no-no to that. So just Kings, these angels went out to, to the kings of the earth and caused them to war. Why? Because they wanted to go after the remaining ones of the woman's seed who have the work of bearing witness to Yahweh Elohim, these things that you aren't listening to in this podcast. A prophecy and promise that was made in the Garden of Eden. I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman, Satan, between your seed and her seed. You're going to bruise him in the heel. And he's going to bruise you in the head. Messiah Yahushua received a heel wound at his death. But he was resurrected by Yahuwah. Now we're waiting for. Messiah Yahushua. And, be, and, and, be had, and fighting for his father and sovereignty. And right to rule. To give Satan a knockout blow. And he's doing it. That's the reason why we see. That is the number one reason. Why we see these things happening in the world. There are signs to let us know where we stand at. In the stream of time. As far as Yahuwah Elayim's plans are regarding this earth my brothers and sisters. That is exactly what time it is. So, Messiah Yahushua gave us signs to let us know of his presence. And the word that was used was parousia, which is a word denoting present tense. It's not past tense, neither is it future tense. As if, The plane is coming, but it's late on arriving. Messiah Yahushua said, when you see these things happening, know that the son of man or slash the kingdom of Yahuwah Elyin is parisiyah. He is ruling in the midst of our enemies. They kicked Satan and his demonic accomplices out of heaven and sent them right down here to this earth. And now we are going through the thrones of the great tribulation. We are seeing a dismantling of Satan's societies that he has deceived man to build them. Not to say that there has not been any improvements or advancements in the history of mankind. There have. But those things pale in comparison to the deterioration that we see. The destruction. The moral degradation. Going on around us in the world. It is getting worse and worse. Increasing in frequency, intensity, and severity every day. And most times, oftentimes we ask someone what's going on, they have not a clue. I have joined myself to some um, religious, um, some televised religious um, sitcoms or, or, or shows. And I've never seen or really heard anyone even the most famous ones say anything about biblical prophecy you're just preaching and that my brothers and sisters is what's going to cause them to lose their lives don't get me wrong the apostle Paul once again said in Romans chapter 10 2-4 Two to four, that I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to accurate knowledge. The word that was used was epignosis, not just gignosis, which means just knowledge. He said epignosis, which means accurate knowledge. Most people have knowledge, but do they have accurate thorough knowledge? In other words, consider our relationship with God like a a target of which we're throwing darts at. See, the object of the game is to hit the bullseye. That's the object. I will hope to think that if I played you in a game of, of, um, of darts that you would want to try to hit the bullseye. Well, that truth that Messiah Yahusha taught and is definitely exemplified in his life and ministry and being recorded for our benefit today, It's still here on this earth and it is exemplified by people like what you're hearing the Son of Yahuwah say to you, explain to you in the Son of Yahuwah podcast, elevating the name of Yahuwah. That's one of the things Messiah Yahushua said when the disciples asked, how then should we pray? Messiah Yahushua said, just then pray this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallow means to glorify or to sanctify. And so many times through the Hebrew scriptures, we've seen Yahweh el say to his audience and to his prophets, I will sanctify my name and I will sanctify it again. Especially in the book of Ezekiel, the prophetic book of Ezekiel. That they may come to know that I am Yahweh. And he said he would not give his glory to anyone else. No one can argue that. The second most important thing he said. And let your kingdom come. Well Messiah Yahushua said after his temptations that I must go and preach the kingdom of Yahuwah Elohim to other cities because for this purpose I have been sent. So if we're not elevating the name of Yahuwah Elohim, Jehovah or Yahweh so that people can get to know the personal name of our father. And speaking to them about the glories of his kingdom, which most people who call themselves Christians don't even really understand what it is. Because and if you look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, you're going to see that the kingdom of God is associated with a government. A government that Satan and his demonic accomplices in the angelical spiritual realm was impeached from and thrown down to the vicinity of the earth. The two most important aspects of Messiah Yahushua's ministry was making his father's name known and telling about the kingdom. To the tune that if we look at John 17, John chapter 17, verse 6 and 26, before his passing away, his martyrdom, Messiah Yahushua prayed to our father in heaven and said, I have glorified your name to the men you had gave me out of the world. And what's associated with making God's name known? Love, in order that you may love them, and that uh, you may love me, and I may love them, and they you. Love is associated. We show proper love to our Father by making His Father, our Father's name known, and it is important because in the prayer that was the first thing uh, Messiah Yahusha said. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let your kingdom come, thy kingdom come, on earth as it has been done in heaven. So, we can understand this now. I'm going to create a new heavens and a new earth. Yahweh Elohim said in Isaiah chapter 65, 17 through 25, verses 17 through 25, and again in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. And throughout the scriptures, there's occurrences of Yahweh Elohim intentions on ridding this earth of violence and crime and death and sicknesses and turning it into a future paradise home. Such as he intended it to be for Adam and Eve and their offspring. We are all brothers and sisters related to Adam and Eve. We are their children. But if Adam was the firstborn here on earth, then who's the firstborn of all creation? Of Yahweh, Elohim's intelligent creation of angels and human. The angel and the the person we come to know as Messiah Yahushua. More on those topics later. Let's, Let's move on. But we see... That a lot of those apocalyptic features are being um, witnessed to by all accounts today. Whether we're reading the scriptures or not. A person who doesn't even believe in Yahweh Elohim can tell you that things are getting worse in the world today. So I'm going to... Close this podcast with another coming certainly right behind it. and I would like for my brothers and sisters to know this captive audience that everything be, is, is unraveling, and that especially since 1914, the year that World War I started, things has gotten progressively worse. Amongst other things, spiritual apathy. But there's one piece of information that I'd like to give you in closing this podcast. And it has a lot to do with the prophetic features of Messiah Yahusha's parousia and kingdom power. He is ruling in the midst of our enemies. His signature is over everything. He is not coming. He is already here. These angels know they have a short period of time left. Everything has been recorded for our benefit today. And if we get this accurate to you, then you can make a, an informative decision as to whether or not you want to save yourself or continue to enjoy yourself and lose your life in this world. I can't see it that way. I can't see somebody enjoying themselves when everybody else around the world is dissatisfied Their hearts are filled with discontent. They're angry. They're agitated. Coronavirus is around. And if you take it, Google these um, prophetic features of Messiah Yahushua's piracy. Google the wars. Check it out for yourselves. Ask Google what are the most deadliest pandemics in the 20th century. What was the most deadliest wars of the 20th century? Food shortages of the 20th century. Earthquakes. And there were lots of them. And you will not believe what your eyes are going to see or what your ears are going to hear. However, let those who have ears listen to what the Rock Hakkadah says to you because it is all truth. But I close with this. The two most important features of everything that Messiah Yahushua said that will mark his parousia is this. The preaching, the global preaching of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Yahuwah, and the generation who saw the, the, uh, who was able to uh, witness these events. That means if a person was born in 1908, he was six years old when the World War I started. And 11 years old In 1919 when it ended That generation of people Messiah Yahushua said And that generation will by no means pass away Till all these things occur That being said He said this brothers and sisters That there's going to be people Who were born in 1908 And people who were born in 1919 That's going to still be alive on this earth When they see this earth was clean And wiped away That's exactly what he said and that last count, I I Googled it. At the time that I made this, this podcast, there was 451 people that was alive on this earth that was born in 1908. 415 people, 415,000 brothers and sisters was on this earth in 1919 that's still living today. And Jesus, Messiah Yahusha. Christ Jesus said, and this generation will by no means pass away till all these things occur. That means, brothers and sisters, and I'll say it again, that there's going to be some people alive to see the conclusion of this system of things that was born in 1908 and 1919. Google that up. I enjoy having this conversation with you. It's always been a pleasure of mine to do that. It really has. And so I tell you what, our Father in heaven said, I'm going to create a new heavens and a new earth. And the former heavens and the former earth will not come up to mind, neither will they come up in his heart. But we're going to rejoice in what he is creating. We're already enjoying the spiritual paradise of truth, of fruitages of. Yahweh Elohim's Holy Spirit. Let's continue to practice these things. Let's continue to read the scriptures and meditate prayerfully on them day and night as we behold these things coming true. I leave you with a beautiful song from the group Adi'iyah. And that song is called The Village of Peace. I'm the son of Yahuwah. And you all are sons and daughters of the Most High. Yahuwah Elohim.